This morning I have with me Carl Widger. Carl is the co-founder of Metis Ireland, a financial planning firm based in Limerick and in Dublin. Carl, great to be here to be speaking with you today. Thanks Tony, you're very welcome to the Red Church. Beautiful location Carl, right in the heart of Limerick City overlooking the, the River Shannon. It's uh, an ideal location isn't it? Yeah, we moved here about a year ago and I have to say it's been absolutely brilliant for our business. Um, one of the ambitions for us was I suppose to get somewhere a little bit different but also somewhere where we could have the whole team on the one floor. So the Red Church has ticked both of those boxes and we're absolutely thrilled with it. Yeah. And I suppose the other uh, benefit from our point of view is most uh, Limerick people anyway know exactly where the Red Church is so um, they can all find their way to us uh, for meetings and that kind of stuff. Great stuff, great stuff. Carl, just before we, we get stuck into uh, you know, the last number of years in, in setting up uh, Metis Ireland, Take us back to your story, you know, where were you born and reared? Well, my story, uh, Tony, um, I was, um, I'm originally a Kilkenny man and uh, I've taken a bit of a circuitous route to, um, uh, to get to Limerick. Um, I, after uh, do, doing school, secondary school in Kilkenny in, in the great St. Kieran's College, um, I went to college in, in UL. Um, I then went on to work in Dublin for a couple of years and with the company that I was with in Dublin, um, they gave me a job to uh, come down to Limerick and uh, have a look at the office down here. So I worked for them for a couple of years as well. Um, I suppose in the intervening period, um, I got married to Yvonne and we have four kids. And uh, fairly uniquely, um, we have uh, triplets who are now 10 and uh, we have another girl who's uh, going to be nine in August. So Irish quadruplets, if you like. So. Uh, Whilst business is always very, very busy, uh, the home life uh, is even busier. You certainly kept very busy, Carl. And, um, and certainly your time in uh, the University of Limerick and, and the course that you studied there, uh, what, what was that course that you did? So I did uh, European Studies and when I did European Studies, um, after year one you had to uh, choose an option. Um, and my intention going in there was to do law, um, but after year one I realised that I didn't really like law and you get a, a presentation from the heads of each department um, so the other options were um, insurance um, social studies and uh, public affairs and the insurance head came in and said um, that you're guaranteed a job if you do the insurance option um, and at the time that was absolutely massive so i said okay i'll do the insurance option um, fair to say uh, my mom who probably is going to be listening to this wasn't delighted when I chose the insurance option over law uh, but uh, like most things um, it worked out just fine and I was delighted in the end that I did do the insurance option. And your career has progressed then from there which is, which is, which is great to hear. So take us forward to, to when you decided to take that leap of faith Carl, uh, I suppose a huge step to take for you uh, and when you went out on your own. Tell us a little bit about that story. Yeah, I, 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 I did an article um, or did an interview for the Irish Times um, late last year and the, uh, it was the, the, the title of the article was The Necessity Entrepreneur and, and, and I think I was, so I can't take too much credit for having the, the guts to decide I want to go out on my own. It was kind of a case of I had to go out on my own. Um, when I did then take make that uh, decision to go out on my own, I suppose I was on my own entirely. I didn't have any staff um, and uh, nothing like a little bit of fear um, and the need to provide for my family uh, to make sure that it works in the early 
months, I suppose. I yeah. was going to say years. What well, year months. was that, Carl? That was 2010. Right, so right in the heart of yeah. the economic downturn in Ireland. Yeah, probably in hindsight, the, actually the best time ever. Uh, but I know that uh, whilst probably very few people said it to my face and other people were going, what in the name of God is he doing? Sure. Uh, but look, it was it was um, it was tough. There's no point in saying otherwise. It was scary. There were days where I sat in my uh, 25 square foot office without a window and wondered, oh my God, what am I doing here? There were days uh, when I was wondering, who am I going to talk to next? Um, but look, there is nothing like that uh, need to provide for your family to make sure that you, um, you know, get out there, talk to people, and and make the sales and. I'm on the record of saying that an awful lot of the the startup community now um, have no doubt about it, fantastic ideas and, and, and way better ideas than I ever would have, yeah. but they're missing a huge link, I think, and that is they don't have any customers, you know, and, and uh, so, so they then become perennial funders, so they, they get a grant from here and a grant from there or whatever, and, you know, for me... That's not really business. Business is about mm. having mm. something that people will buy. And whether that's a, a product that people are buying or whether it's a service that, that, that people are buying into like we have, um, you have to have people who are willing to actually pay for it. And if you don't, then I, I, I don't think you have much of a basis to start from. And I think what's interesting in terms of that advice as well, Carl, is that you certainly went out there. You didn't have a full marketing machine behind you. You had yourself, you had your laptop, and you had a notebook, and you got out there. You, you, know, you went out there and you met people. And you talk, you're you a big believer in the cup of coffee. Yeah, the cup of, the cup of coffee. And I, I say to the guys here, um, we, we have a rule here that if you're in a, a business development role, um, you must do two meetings a day. Now, that doesn't necessarily mean that it's, you know, two people that you're guaranteed to do business with down the line. But it, it, you must go out and, and meet two people outside of the business every day. And that's how, that's networking at its best and at, at the core and an awful lot of the networking meetings that happen like sp speed networking for example don't believe in it at all because how can you get to 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 know somebody over 60 seconds it's just uh you know that's just business cards and might be good for your e-newsletters or whatever but that's all it is but if you go out and have your cup of coffee with uh you know loads and loads and loads of different people it, it gives you it gives you two opportunities one to tell that person you're having the coffee with about what you do but more importantly, if you can do a bit of listening at that meeting and find out exactly what they do, you'll then eke out opportunities for yourself. Um, but at the start, it is harder to have the discipline to do that because there are lots of cup of coffees that you're going to have, uh, which probably will not yield much in terms of results in the early stages. Um, but it still certainly beats sitting hiding behind your computer in your 25 square 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 foot office, doesn't it? Yeah, p pointless stuff like, you know, so you've you, you got to get out there. And, and the other thing as well is um, the vast majority of people are, are um, they're, they're nice, you know, and they want to see people succeed. And, you know, never be afraid of picking up the phone and asking somebody who you might think is... Um, you know, someone that you're not necessarily in a position to do business with because they'll actually, they'll like the fact that you, you've made the effort to pick up the phone and, um, you know, 20 minutes, everyone has a cup of coffee. So 20 minutes of, of the day, that's, you're not going to waste anybody's time. Well, this isn't theory. This is, this is something that, is, that you've put into action and it, it led to you building your business day by day, bit by bit, brick by brick. Can you remember the decision when you decided you needed to take on somebody? I do. Um, 
Tim Fine was his name. Tim works in Dublin now and is, is eking out a very successful career for himself. Um, uh, you know, taking somebody on was a, a, a seminal moment in my career because it meant that, okay, there's now enough work for me to, you know, pass on some of the admin stuff to somebody else and um, for me then to get out and, and, and kind of meet more clients. Well, up until that um, point, you were doing 60, 70 hours a week. Yeah, it was right? mental stuff. Yeah. And, and, you know, I had um, the triplets at that stage were three and Emma was one and a half. So, yeah. I mean, it was just... a. A crazy time. I don't want to go back there, and I'm not gonna um, sugarcoat that. There was none of that that was enjoyable. But you got to do it. You you just have to do it. And and the other thing about starting your own business, um, you know, we're looking at. I know the the um, Sunday Independent did the the wealthiest 300 individuals in Ireland, right? And some of them have come into money. Uh, some of them, like the Collison brothers and Stripe, had had magnificent ideas and are obviously you know geniuses. But the vast majority of us entrepreneurs don't have um let's be honest you know we don't have life altering mm. ideas right so what we need to do is we need to get out there and and graft it out yeah. and, and and you know just be willing to roll up your sleeves and it's not rocket science but it is exceptionally hard work and yeah. and that's the bit i fear for ireland you know and 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 the new generation because um without giving sweeping generalizations, I'm not sure people are getting the amount of hard work that is required to make business successful. Do you think that, you know, certainly from some of the TV shows we're watching and uh, over the last number of years that, that it, they're portraying entrepreneurship to be, to be sexy, to be the cool thing to do? Yeah, um, and talking about business valuations of, you know, um, in Dragon's Den of, you know, two million or 1.5 million and you have sales of 20 grand. If you sales at twenty grand, your business is valued at twenty grand. Yeah, right. You can't have a business valuation of more than your sales. Now there are going to be tons and tons of uh, startup communities probably saying that. Listen to your man wager; he hasn't a clue what he's talking about. But in the vast majority of cases, that is actually. I'm sorry, that is what it's valued at. So if somebody was to come in now and buy your business and you had mm. sales at twenty grand, yeah, well, I. You know, twenty grand is the price, doesn't it? And, and they're also buying you. Yeah, exactly. In, in most cases, yeah, very interesting, Carl. So obviously, you know, you worked very hard for a couple of years. You built the business up. You had a number of staff. I remember you moved office out to the University of Limerick at one stage, which was a big move for you as well. Yeah, well, well, when Tim came on board, we, we moved into a thirty-five square foot, and we actually got a window. That was huge. <laughs> uh, we then, I think, the following year, um, took um, another person on, and we moved to the University of Limerick. And, um, you know, things kind of started to um, develop, I suppose, from there a little bit. And, and the, I won't say it was easier, but, the, but, but certainly the pipeline was always an awful lot bigger than it had been uh, heretofore. So things began to develop. And, and at that stage, there was, there was a couple of moves in the industry to follow what was happening in the UK. So in, in our industry, it's, it's, it's financial planning, shall we say. And um, uh, I, I attended a lot of courses and um, seminars on what was happening in the UK and, and always felt a little bit uncomfortable that we were um, up till then product sellers. So we were selling the next best pension or the next best investment or, or, or life cover. Whereas if you can encompass um, all of a client's financial position into one financial plan, well then, what they need, as in a pension or investment or whatever, that will come out of it. Sure. 
so it's 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 a process as opposed to a sale um, and as I attended all of these um, lectures and seminars and courses and some of them were two days courses there was there was one person uh, at, consistently at them all and that was Carl Daly and I suppose we we eyed each other up like um uh, uh, like uh, like an old uh, disco or whatever, right? And uh, <laughs> we kind of eventually had a discussion, um, and it, and it took a while. And said, look, you know, there is there is a different proposition that we can kind of make if we come together and b- bring our two businesses. And we were very similar businesses in terms of size and staff and all that kind of stuff. So um, in two thousand and fourteen, um, I suppose in in the latter half of two thousand and thirteen, the plans were put in place for Metis to be born in early 2014 and that has been you know absolutely sensational for us so i think it was um it was, it was key for for both yourself and carl to to build something very special uh, and to build something very special for your customers your current clients and and for the the challenges and pain points that you saw a lot of people experiencing um at present in in the irish market um so the name metis was born um and tell me a little bit about metis and what metis means yeah, so I suppose um, the, f- the first part uh, of this was that we knew that we didn't want to call it Daily Widger Financial Services, um, that it had to be something that was, you know, a business that could operate uh, without us because, you know, it's something that we wanted to be able to, to, to replicate. So, as you know, Tony, because you were involved in this, um, through a, a very long and, and arduous process um, of you know, branding and naming and all that kind of stuff. We came up with Metis. Metis is the Greek goddess of good counsel and wisdom. And uh, we decided that that would fit uh, uh, perfectly. Um, a little bit of an aside, we are now Metis Ireland. We were Metis Life at the start. Um, and uh, we kind of uh, made a decision um, along the way to change to Metis Ireland because we were getting confused a little bit with um, life assurance companies and... Um, Whilst we do a lot of business with life insurance companies, what they do is a very, very, very different model to what we do. So we didn't want to, to, to be confused. So we developed Medicine and then I, I suppose throughout um, the last couple of years, we've been very, very disciplined in developing the proposition, trying to make the proposition clearer, doing things like, um, and, and, and again, you know a lot of these take a lot of time that's all they take and, and people then because they take a lot of time tend not to do them right but we did stuff like um we segmented our clients right so yeah. um most businesses the guys at the the, the the higher net worth guys um in in our fields shall we say um will actually fund the guys at the lower level because they're all given the same service so we decided right okay if we want to be serious about this and we want a proposition for the higher net worth guys well we're going to give them a distinct proposition and a distinct service level as opposed to the guy who's doing you know uh, 200 a month pension now the guy who's doing 200 a month pension that's not to say that we're not dealing with that guy or girl we of course we are um but they actually don't need a, a whole ton of service because they're at the early stages of building their 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 wealth their fund for retirement and they will over time transition into you know um, that the, the highest level of service that we have. So what we did was, we called that highest level of service Zeus. So Zeus is another Greek god, um, and our Zeus service has become, I suppose, um, uh, synonymous with you know world class financial planning and um, putting service levels in there that um, 
you know, is not replicated by absolutely anybody else, and we're sure of that. Sure, and I think what's interesting, we're sitting in your beautiful boardroom this morning, and anybody who hasn't been here before, uh, you can check out our website and, and, and Metis Ireland's website, you can see some lovely photos of, of what they've done here, and how they've carried the brand through throughout the building. But what's interesting is your, is your core message, honest, experienced financial planning. It's something that you live and breathe, and something you're extremely passionate about, and it certainly sets you apart. We discussed the financial planning aspect and where that came from. Honest and experienced, two big words to use as a part of your brand. Tell me a little bit about that. Yeah, you, you, um, you think honest shouldn't be in there. You, you think honest shouldn't be a unique selling point. Um, I'm embarrassed almost to say that in our industry, um, I think it is. Um, there are lots and lots of good people in our industry, but, but there are also lots of not so good people. Um, so I suppose one thing that we live and die by is the integrity of the business so stuff like all fees and charges will be fully disclosed in writing to a client before they commit to um, anything uh, you know stuff like um, uh, the margins can be quite high in our in our industry right so we've cut them back as much as we possibly can sure. um, there are a lot of people, uh, when we review their, their portfolios, have been moved from one contract to another, to another, to another. And um, without putting too fine a point on it, that's in order to generate commissions. Sure. Um, so it's, look, it's stuff like that. Um, that complete that transparency is what you believe in. Total and utter. And it's, um, you know, it, it, it's, it's I, I, look, I, I think it's, it's, it's great to be able to say to people and say, look, you know, you mightn't always like what we tell you, of course, but at least you'll know. You're going, to, you're going to be honest. And you'll never, ever sit across the table from anybody in Metis and wonder what are they getting paid. Yeah. So it's stuff like that. Or, 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 or telling you what the insurance company or mm -hmm. the product provider or the investment company are getting paid. You know, total and utter transparency. Yeah. Which, is, which is great. And we look at the second word which, which we've used, which is, which is experience. And I know it means a multitude of different things from your, yourself and, and Carl Daly and the level of experience you yeah. have. But also the qualifications that you have th throughout the, throughout the team. Tell me a little bit about that. Yeah, so we have um, successfully um, uh, put two people through the the CFP, which is the highest um, qualification that you can get, um, and and we encourage all of the the employees here to pursue various um, qualifications. And there's nearly not not there's nearly there is always somebody doing an exam. Um, we also this year. Um, or sorry, late last year, um, decided that we'd do a graduate training program. So we've taken on um, Daniel Nagel, who is um, doing his QFAs, his Qualified Financial Advisor exams, uh, through our business. So he's in working with us and he's going to do, do his, his QFA over the next couple of years. Um, so look, it's something that we encourage that we're all actively pursuing. Um, and I suppose the, the, the not only the, you know, uh, Keen Callahan is our head of operations and financial planning here, and Keen has just got his CFP uh, qualification and uh, was one of the top in his class. And it, not only does he now have the three letters, right? What Keen has brought back to the business in terms of, you know, the knowledge and um, the value to our clients, you know. So every time we meet a client the financial planning team will sit down. So there'll be three people on that team will sit down and discuss the case. And, you know, for us, it's it's not about um, this company's managed fund will do better than the other because nobody knows that. And anybody saying that they know that is just telling you a, a, a lie. 
it's more about what kind of solutions can we find for the customer and what kind of contract should they be in. So if we have three pillars that we'll always talk about, so it's cost efficiency, so trying to make sure that we're as cost efficient as possible, um, tax efficiency, so that they're in the right types of products. For example, if you're in an investment product, you know, should you be in a, an investment product that's, that's taxed at capital gains? And, and then the last one is diversification. And if, if we can nail on, after we've done the financial plan and we have to do financial products, if we can nail on those three, three items, yeah. well then you're, uh, you're absolutely sure that you have a plan that you can stick to. So to some of our listeners throughout who are, who are listening to this podcast today, you know, is your advice to, to, to invest in your staff? You, you've seen the, the, the return on it? Yeah, we, 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 we like would be um, a, a, a bit of an anomaly in our business, um, in our industry, in that we have so many support staff. But I suppose we view um, the, 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 the staffing to be, uh, you know, sorry, I suppose when we get a client on, because our margins are tight enough, it is, it is equally as important that we keep that client, make sure they're happy and satisfied with the service, equally as important as getting a new client. So... In order to make sure that we have clients who are happy, we have to have the backup there. Yep. So we have to have the best people. Mm-hmm. And I'm absolutely sure, and I've said this numerous times, um, that we have an absolutely brilliant team here. We're always on the lookout. And the great thing about, I suppose, the Metas brand and we've developed now, and we're, we're kind of three years at it, is that brilliant people are now contacting us to come and work for us. Yeah. Um, and, you know, for example, I mentioned Kean um, Neve, who's here as well. Um, they would have taken a risk to join Metis. To be fair to them, you know, I, I think it's a, it's a, it's something that has paid off handsomely for them, and I hope they think that as well. But uh, you know, they did come into a business that was in its embryonic stages. Sure. Um, but I think from now on, I, you know, we do have a very secure and solid. Uh, offering and to th- somebody. There's a sense of that something special is happening here. You've built this up over the last couple of years. You know, certainly the realization of the vision that you had a few years ago in terms of the office you wanted has happened. People are seeing that. Um, it's certainly a unique location in the in, in the heart of Limerick City. And you have a lot of a lot of very exciting plans over the coming months and, and coming years. But at the very core of that is your people and it's the ethos that you've built throughout Metis Ireland. And one of the things that which I want to mention, which I think is quite unique for, for, for Metis Ireland and for a company of your size, is the passion you have around supporting charities. You've done a huge amount of work with charities over the last couple of years. Yeah, we have. And it's, um, do you know, that's probably one of the most satisfying things um, about having some success in the business. And um, there's three particular charities that we um, support. Um, one is... Uh, Cleanest Foundation, we support the Blue Box and we support Milford Hospice as well. So we've done various events, um, you know, uh, to, in order to support them. And, and it's, it's probably, I would say for most small business, just kind of, you know, maybe using your head a little bit. Um, it's probably much easier to support charities than people think. And we are, we, we've, um, Ian Cook has recently joined us and we're launching our Clonmel office um, next week. And uh, we have Joe Schmidt, the Ireland rugby manager, coming down to talk at it. And we're going to ask people to um, donate to the two kids' charities. Um, they can donate whatever they want, right? And for that, they're into a draw for jerseys signed by, or a ball signed by Joe Schmidt. Like, that's really easy. Yeah. And... 
our experience tells us that we'll probably raise two thousand euros, some something like that for them, right? And then we're going to donate as well, right? But uh, uh, you know, talk to Brendan and Terry Ring um, in Cleaners Foundation and the passion for what they do, um, the story behind uh, you know how Cleaners was was established. It's it's inspiring stuff. Um, talk to Bernadette Kenny in the Blue Box. You know about the work that they do behind the scenes that people probably don't know about inspirational stuff again you know milford hospice we've all been to milford hospice it's 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 easy to give back yeah. if you just have your thinking and that's on. the message giving back and i can yeah. see how important that is to all of you here and always has been and it's a motivational factor that you're in a position to be able to constantly do this now it's part of what you do yeah, and it's not. Look, I mean, we're 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 certainly not writing. We're not J.P. McManus. We're not writing but, checks for but, for. But your for point is, you don't need to be. Yeah, no, I, I think no if we, how small the donation is. Yeah, if we all join together, and then if somebody else takes inspiration from us and they do it, well, then you know that's how um, these great charities. And 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 you know, I think it's way easier to donate to something that you're close to yeah. so that you can go and talk to these people and you know like some charities have had a bad rap over the last while and I, I can tell you hand on heart I know that mm. it, where the money goes in, in cleaners and, and in um, and in the blue box so um, you know it, it's, 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 it's just being aware and, 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 and wanting to give back the last thing that we're going to talk about today, Carl, is the importance, I believe, in, in what, what you said to me before we, we started recording this morning, in backing yourself and being brave and believing in your idea and getting out there and telling people about it. And for you guys at the start, in terms of a launch, you really believed in yourself and you went, you went out there and you were able to convince, through the channels and networks you'd built, Joe Schmidt to be your guest speaker. Somebody who doesn't go out there and speak that often, but believed in what you were doing and you did a launch event in Limerick. We fast track now, what, three and a half years later almost, and you're launching in Clamel next week, you're expanding the business, mm. and your guest speaker is, is Joe Schmidt. Mm. So that takes belief to be able to do that. Um, how important do you believe that is for any listeners out there today um, that they actually you know, believe in themselves? Well, look, you ha- if you don't believe, you're, 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 you can't even you know, go to the start line, never mind uh, go along the journey or, or get to the finish line. I, 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 I have always had great belief in this business. Um, I have great belief in the team here. Um, we have, it's a very much a, a team-based approach and we're very disciplined about having our team meetings every single Friday. If you're not here, well, if you're on holidays, you're on holidays, but if you're out on the road somewhere, you ring in. So everybody is at that meeting. Um, they're great meetings to have. Um, they're, they're, they're full and frank meetings. Um, and that helps us you know to all be on the same page and I think if we're uh, I heard a great quote there recently um, if Metas is a bus it's really important for us to all be sitting in the same direction but have the right people in the right seats on that Mm. bus and I firmly believe that we do we have work to do so we have people to add Um, we also have an office in Dublin and and we're, we're we're looking to add people in Dublin as well. Um, we do a lot in Kilkenny and we're, we're, we're looking to do something there as well. But like stuff like Joe, Joe, Joe Schmidt has been a, a fantastic friend of ours. Um, you know, and, and um, Joe is a very, very busy man. And don't anybody now after this ring me up and ask me to get Joe Schmidt to talk because Joe will <laughs> tell me to bugger off, right? But, um, you know, Joe, Joe just took the call and, and kind of smiled and said, you're not going to go away, are you? And, and that's the important message, Carl. Yeah. Pick up the phone. 
Yeah, no, absolutely. Don't be afraid to pick up the phone. Mm. You had to ultimately do that in phone him, and he knew that you weren't going to go away. Yeah, and did it again for the Clonmel launch, and he was going, I told you not to do this again, and we had a big laugh about it, and he went, okay, right, I'll do it, you know, and... Um, and look, I have loads and loads and loads of examples and we have loads of very high profile clients here now. And it all comes from believing in the proposition we have and believing that there isn't anybody that does it better. So if I can say to somebody, look, can I have 15 minutes of your time because I have something that nobody else has and we have an offering here that cannot be replicated elsewhere. And then when you go in and you review their portfolios or whatever, you know, and, and come back to the team here, the team produce reports and, and the clients are almost always blown away by it. Yeah, which, which, which is great, which, is, you know, and, and that's, what, that's you, what you as a team are striving for. For anybody who wants to learn a little bit more about Metis Ireland, get onto their website, metisireland.ie. On your website, uh, on their website, you will see plenty of client testimonials. They'll talk about their stories, they'll talk about their businesses, and they'll talk about the reasons why they deal and work with Metis Ireland. Carl, I just want to say thank you very much for your time this morning. It's been very educational, informational, and I hope a lot of our listeners will take a lot from it today. We wish you the very best of luck over the coming months and years. No doubt, the very core of it will be hard work and dedication. Best of luck. Absolutely. Thanks for being joined.